Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Bridge Podcast. I'm so glad that you could make it. Mark is joining me here. Mark, you're from the afternoon show normally. Sure am. And I love having you as a co-host here on The Bridge Podcast. Makes a lot of uh, interesting banter for sure. I'm Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing at The Bridge. And this episode, we've got something a bit special. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had some guests in studio uh, a couple of weeks ago, Thrive Worship. So I want to ask you a few questions about that. But first, I want to remind our listeners about our sponsor, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. They're in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. You've been there. Yeah, they have a great brunch. I went on your recommendation, and I love the brunch. It was <laughs> awesome. So Boardwalk Plaza is happy to call the Ocean's Edge their home and happy to offer you a unique, comfortable respite from the world where you can truly get away from it all. You can actually learn more about them at theboardwalkplaza.com. Now, like I said, Thrive Worship was here, which first and foremost, wow. Yeah. How fortunate to have them swing by the studio just to say hello. We were joined by uh, Peter and Corbin from Thrive Worship, and you got to talk with them one-on-one all about worship. And I mean, can you help me a little bit? Yeah. Well, one, it's not one-on-one if there's three of us. That's true. That does kind of expand the picture. But. <laughs> yeah, but um, we had them in our community room. We had um, we invited a couple worship leaders, invited a couple people. Um, they played some songs for us. And, you know, I, I grew up playing drums and guitar and stuff. And so naturally, when I got involved at my church, uh, the worship team was just calling my name. And so I, I love learning more about worship and Thrive Worship. They're part of a church that's, uh, I believe it was seven campuses. Right. Wow. Um, just there's such a huge church in nuts. California. And so I thought it'd be really cool to pick their brains, you know, ask them things, you know, questions that you might kind of forget to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, like, why, why do we sing anyway? Like, like, right. couldn't we, you know, keep our houses clean for the Lord? Like what, what does, <laughs> <laughs> what does coming to church on Sunday and singing have to do with yeah, anything? What, what right. does opening our mouths uh, to music that, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I thought it'd be cool to to ask them just some questions about worship. Awesome. Well, let's have a listen to that interview right now. Well, hey, I am Mark Dickey. Thanks for joining me here in the community room here at the bridge. I am joined by Thrive Worship. Happy to have you guys here today. Thanks for having us. Uh, Good to be here. Peter and Corbin yep. are your names. I'm Corbin. Corbin. I'm Peter. And he's Peter. And then and we're I'm gonna Mark. we're gonna joke and and mess it up just to see if you can keep track of it. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So I'm Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have fun today. Yes, we are. <laughs> so you guys come from California. Yep. Which is the other side of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys grew up playing music in church. Is that? Yep. Yep, that's correct. Born and raised in Northern Cal, um, started playing music um, when I was probably 10 years old, I think, and uh, never imagined I would do Christian music in my life, and here I am today. Um, No, seriously, though, uh, grew up in the church, and music really kept me grounded to um, the church, and um, still today a oh, uh, worship pastor at our church so is Corbin and that's really where all this kind of came from we were just two church boys doing church doing worship that started writing songs and uh, God had some other plans so yeah that's really cool so uh, so like you said I don't you don't you didn't think you were gonna do Christian music what was the what was the transition like I'm sure you were 
Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it was like I was going through high school, and I had probably five different rock metal bands I was in. You know, I need to know a name of one of them. Most embarrassing name of one of them. Too. Stormtrooper. <laughs> Actually, I think that name's pretty cool. That is pretty I'm cool. Not I'm, a fan of that. I'm not even embarrassed about you, that one. You should also say you had five different hair colors as well. I did have five different hair colors. I had a different hair color for each band I was in. <clears throat> um, no, but uh, I think I started leading worship in high school, and that's where my heart started to change because there's uh, the difference between you know secular secular music and Christian music is this word called purpose, and it's found in like you're seeing actual life change with one genre of music versus the other, I think. Not to say that secular music can't impact people's lives, but there's an eternal purpose found in Christian music, and uh, I just, my heart became attached to it, and, you know, that's kind of what led me down that road, I guess. Cool. Yeah, I mean, kind of similar story for me. So I, I grew up in uh, our church, which is Bayside Church. I've been there since I was eight years old. Um, and just started volunteering. I actually started on our tech team, just like wrapping cables, mixing for youth events. And it uh, wasn't really till I was probably early 20s that I started leading worship there um, consistently. And yeah, just been writing songs, um, produce a lot of music. And just it's been a fun journey to get yeah. to where we are. So I, I don't know. It's like it, when you look back on it, you're like, man, there were a lot of little steps along the way that, that kind of led to where we are now. But that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. So I have, a, I have a simple question, and I ask the simple question because I think it's so easily forgotten. Mm. Why on earth do we sing at church? It's mm. a really good question. You know, it's funny. So uh, at one of our campuses, we have um, this man named, uh, we call him Pastor Allen, and uh, he's a, a veteran. He was a in the Vietnam War, um, and he came up to me one weekend. He goes, I just want to thank you for leading worship because when I'm out there, not only am I singing truths, you're literally making me inhale and exhale while I'm singing. So I'm doing my lungs an actual physical service by breathing in. <laughs> but also when I'm exhaling, I'm exhaling spiritual truths, which is, I thought was just this mind blowing, like super wise nugget that like, it's such a simple thought, but like, when you think about the fact, like that's like, you know, if you look at the old uh, Torah, you know, when they said Yahweh, it's like the, it was breathing Abba Father, breathing Abba Father. So it's in Abba, out Father, in Abba, out Father. So it's literally this concept of everything that we do um, is actually worship just by breathing in and breathing out when we're glorifying the name of God, we're actually worshiping. So that's why I think personally, that's a really long answer. Why singing is really important because it's connecting this physical thing that we're doing to a spiritual thing. That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. What's something that you guys do to, like, you sing songs. That's the, mm -hmm. the obvious part. Uh, what's something that you, you do, whether it's your church or uh, really anything, to help people get into that worship mindset? Mm. Um, well, you know, that's, that's the hard part about church. And uh, how many are worship leaders in here today? Raise your hands. Yeah, we got a few. Right. So you know when you're when you're coming in, you that first song, you have no idea what state people are in. You know, for all you know, a uh, mom just walked in and she, you know, just found out that her husband was divorcing her and now she's going to be left with one kid or someone just walked in and they lost their job or someone just walked in and they got a raise and they're super excited. You've got all this, you've got this big mush pot of just 
people in different states. And so our job as worship pastors is to try and connect them to God and get them ready to hear, you know, God's word. And there's a lot of different avenues you can go down to do that. You know, we have, we joke about the first song of the set is the throwaway song, right? Cause it's just a fast up tempo one. People are like drinking their coffee and doing their thing. Parents and people are arguing and you know, it's just yeah. like, it's like, who cares about the first song? Cause everyone's just getting situated. And then the second song, it's like, okay, now we're working into where we want to go. <laughs> but I think that you've got to just come out, um, you know, trying to craft a, a set that is going to, you know, hit every different person where they could possibly be at. So what I like to say is like, how do we get people connected? My goal is to, by the time, um, from song one to, you know, whatever it is, song four, that I'm going to allow people to, um, first off, you know, settle in and then I want them to uh, get a glimpse of just a lot of who God is and the realities and the reminders that they need to tell themselves no matter what they're going through and then lead them to a point to where when they're actually going to listen to the message they're in a, a place where they can really receive it and so I don't think there's a specific formula to that other than doing this thing that we're talking about which is singing and preparing them is you know putting the right songs in there that are having you're you're singing theology you're yeah. you're you're That's literally good. when you're singing about how great God is you're you're reminding yourself whether you think so or not whether even someone is just blindly kind of looking at the lyric board and just singing oh how great you are you know um they're actually singing truths about who God is and whether they realize it or not in that moment it's going to eventually lead them to a spot where they're more open so it's kind of a weird answer in a roundabout way but i think that we as worship leaders need to be really careful in going like hey who are the people in my audience and how do i reach each person exactly where they're at and i mean we could go into a lot on set lists and all that but i think my shorter answer would just be you know choosing the right songs and having those moments where you're not just playing songs but are you actually pastoring i like always like to go hey, where in the set am I going to stop and am I going to offer them some sort of thing that's going to bring them in a little closer, you know? So um, practicing being able to do that is, is also a good thing as well. Cool. Now, you mentioned set lists and, and building set lists. Do you ever work with the pastor on, like, do they say, hey, I'm talking about, uh, you know, forgiveness today. Do you ever set up your, your set list for the message? Yeah, so it's on a case-by-case uh, basis, but um, I would say if there's a really important point we need to drive home, like say it is a, a topic on forgiveness or something like that, um, then yeah, we will go. Maybe we do a response song and we tie in that that theme with that. But I also think it it's one thing that I've valued about our particular church and our, our worship culture is that um, we don't try to force like a, you know, it's not like every song is about whatever the message is about so that everyone's like, Oh, I see what they're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> they really, really want me to tithe. Um, <laughs> uh, so no, I feel like, you know, sometimes just having a great worship set um, and just, and being, I think it's also important to be prayerful in that and, and letting it be an overflow of what you're going through, you're walking through um, what you're learning in your, in your faith journey along the way. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely when the, when the moment is right, we will, try to work with the pastor and, and make sure that like the, the theme is cohesive, but um, a good worship set is a good worship set and people will worship. So, and I think uh, just to add to that, I think it's being vulnerable. He touched on it just barely. It's like, <laughs> 
being vulnerable as a worship pastor is so important because you don't want to just we so the funny thing is lincoln brewster you guys know who he is he's um he's actually our boss um so (laughs) we we all are at the same church and uh he uh he's mentored corbin and i for you know the past you know 15 years it's just been an awesome awesome journey but what we noticed is when we were you know in those first few years when we were a lot younger is that we would be mimicking what lincoln would do on stage hmm. but the reaction from the congregation would be it would, they wouldn't respond the way they did they did to him well let's like, be real lincoln can literally just go everyone's like, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we didn't have that to work with so uh, <laughs> But I think it's easy as worship pastors to look up to worship leaders or even bands and stuff, and you, you copy even their exhortations and what they say and stuff, and you're not being really your true yeah. uh, self. And I, I've found that what helps people connect in worship and lead them into that is you being who God called you to be, being vulnerable, and you singing the songs from a personal place of conviction in your heart. So when you go into a section in a song where you have a speaking moment, what does the bridge of that song mean to you in your life? And sharing that, you guys will be just amazed at the walls that seem to fall down uh, because people people will relate to you. And so um, be vulnerable as a worship pastor, super important. That's cool. So something we say all the time here at the bridge is the, the right song at the right time. We get mm-hmm. letter after letter uh, calls. So, people send letters. It's a thing that happens. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's real. It's not just in movies. Um, <laughs> but we get, we get calls and texts about, oh my, like, thank you for playing that song. I needed that song today. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any moments like that where a, a song changed your life or you're just completely changed something? That's really good. I, I think um, one example I think of is uh, we, if you guys heard the song Trust by Hillsong, um, so we were toying with whether or not we we're going to introduce that song. And uh, we had a couple other worship pastors that are actually at a church in uh, Southern California now. Um, but we were talking through the weekend and um, Lincoln wanted to do one song and we wanted to do another one. And we wanted to do trust, but we both had this thought. I don't know why it was both like a, it was kind of a God thing. Both had this thought. We need to somehow drive home that point of trust this weekend that we can actually trust in God. Well, uh, ended up doing the song, the Hillsong one, um, come to find out a, f- a friend of ours had, um, her and her husband had just found out that they had lost their baby and, uh, they came in on the Saturday night service and said, I can't believe you played that song. Like we are just, that was our prayer coming in as we need to be able to trust in God through this scenario. And, uh, just crazy. Like when, like you said, right song at right time, like that's absolutely the song they needed to hear in that moment. Uh, there's been a ton of those, uh, you know, personal stories in my in my own life. But, um, you know, I think that that is one of the things that God does. And, you know, he created music and music is just this amazing thing. And, and even if you take lyrics away, like just the mystery of what music can do in ministering to people and, and coming on at the right time is just amazing. So um, it's just it's cool to be to be a part of something like that. So. Yeah. Cool. Now, uh, I'm sure there are plenty of weeks where you get super worn out and (laughs) never, (laughs) (laughs) um, maybe you see other people on the team, uh, feeling worn out. Like, is there something that you do to encourage one another when you're in those funks? Yeah. I say go home, (laughs) 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 but seriously, that's something that 
church staff need to hear more and need to do more. I, I, I could preach on this for a long time. Rest is important. God put it in uh, you know, motion from the beginning when he created that day of rest. And so often uh, the modern church, we just don't do it. And so um, as a worship pastor that oversees a staff at my church, I try to be very, very adamant of actually, even with our younger musicians, I'll make them take time off because I want to avoid I want them to avoid experiencing burnout because I've experienced burnout multiple times in my career and it's an ugly, nasty thing and it's something that can be avoided, but it takes, you got to be in front of it. So you got to give yourself a weekend off even when you feel like I'm good to go. Like, let's keep rolling. God's doing stuff. There's momentum. God can do anything without you. He doesn't need you. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. But... He does not need you there for really every good. every single thing. He can take care of it. Um, yep. So make sure you're taking time off and your family comes before the church yep. every time, every single time. I don't care if you're doing an event for 50,000 people. If your family needs you, you're with your family. And our church pastor, uh, Pastor Ray, has just driven that into us. And so there'll be moments where, you know, we'll pick up the phone and he's calling and he's like, Hey, I need you to do this thing. And, and if I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually with my wife right now. I'm not even at work rather than being scared and being like, Oh, he's going to get mad at me. He'd be like, I'm so glad you're doing that. We, so, we had uh, somebody on our staff the other day, Ray called him and asked him to do something. Hey, I can't, I'm actually at my daughter's soccer game. And he goes, if you leave that soccer game, you're fired. <laughs> That's leadership. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. Now, um, on the reverse, if if you're you're feeling that way, mm-hmm. and you know, let's say it's you know, church is going to start, or the worship set is going to start in half an hour, and you're just mm-hmm. just dry. Like yeah. like, how do you handle that situation? Yeah, I think it's important in those moments to um, have a foundation of uh, a, like a wellspring of of memories from what God, where God's been faithful. Uh, to pull on in that moment. And um, I think that's ju- that's the reality. Like, I mean, no matter what you do for a job, you're going to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's important to just, uh, some, we always say that um, faith is not feelings. It's it's actually the facts. Our faith is, is about the facts of who God is, not, not the feelings about who he is. And so, um, yeah, so I feel like it's really important in those moments to draw back on where he's been faithful before and trust that he's going to be able to do it again. I think too, just going back to the, the balance piece that Pete was talking about. Um, my wife and I started calling when we go to church together on Saturday night, we call that church. And then anytime that I go, I call it work. So which I think it was a really good, uh, just a verbal delineation, uh, between the two. So it kind of separates, um, when we're going to get filled up, it's because that's our church. That's our, we're actually just attending together as a family. Um, and when I go to work, it's work. It's not, that I'm working at the church. Cause I, especially now we're, my wife is 36 months pregnant, um, which is crazy. <laughs> I'm hoping she doesn't pop over here. Uh, but, uh, now that we have uh, a new life coming into our family, um, I want to be really mindful of that as we move forward in ministry mm-hmm. that I never want our kids to, um, just resent the church. Yeah. Wow. That's well, good, awesome. Well, I'd love to conclude with a couple songs. We yeah. can end in worship. You got it. Since we've been talking about it this whole time. So, cool. You got it. Awesome.
All right, let's see. What do you want to play? Let's see if this thing works. <laughs> California guitar works in Delaware. <clears throat> Doesn't like the weather, though, so if it goes out of tune, you get to deal with it. <clears throat> um, well, we thought we'd play you guys uh, a couple songs from our new record, if, if that's cool with you guys. Um, so uh, this first one, I think we'll do, should we do I Still Believe? Yeah. Um, uh, cool story about this first song is this was actually the first uh, song that we kind of saw um, really take motion in our church um, as we were writing. Uh, we we had been writing for probably four years before that. And um, we wrote this song with um, a couple of our worship pastors and a guy named Mitch Wong, who's um, part of Planet Shakers and uh, just an awesome songwriter. Um, and we were all sitting around um, in the studio in this session, and we just started to think about kind of every, it was at a time where there was all these shootings and bad things going on in the U.S. It was like one of those specific seasons where there was like multiple back-to-back. And we just had this thought of like, as the church, as people who are full of faith, um, there oftentimes comes this season in life where we have to make a choice whether we still believe in who God is, right? Because in um, in John, you know, he talks about in this world, like the Christian life's not meant to be easy, but you're gonna experience trouble but then he follows it with take heart because I've overcome the world. And so we were like, well, for the church, I feel like as Christians, we need to sing that. Like we need to get to a place where when we come in on a Sunday morning, we're declaring like, even though my week was bad, I still believe you're in control. Even though, you know, I'm going through this health issue, I believe you're my healer. Even though the world is in this crazy place, we still believe you're greater than anything that could happen. So that's that's where the song kind of came to life. And so um, it's been working really great at our church and uh, so we'll sing for you. And you hold the weight of a world that is shaking. You heal the heart of a nation that's aching. My trust in you remains you stay the same through the changing of seasons and you are the hope when I can't find a reason my trust in you remains and my trust in you remains I still believe you are greater and I still believe you're in control and I still believe that you're my healer Jesus you're faithful always yeah I still believe and you I stand amazed, overwhelmed by your greatness. My hope in you remains. Yes, it does. My hope in you remains. And I still believe you are greater. I still believe you're in control. 
And I still believe that you're my healer, Jesus, you're faithful always. And every victory you have won, in your name I overcome. I still believe, yes, I still believe that you're not finished with me yet. Greater days are still ahead, I still believe Jesus, every victory and every victory you have won In your name I overcome, I still believe Yes, I still believe That you're not finished with me Greater days are still ahead, I still believe Jesus, I still, and I still believe you are greater. I still believe you're in control. And I still believe, yeah, you're my healer. Jesus, you're faithful always. I still are greater I still believe you're in control and I still believe that you're my healer Jesus you're faithful always yes I still believe so this, uh, this next song is called A Thousand More. It's actually uh, the latest single that we've released. Um, we love this song. It's, it comes from a passage in Job. Uh, have you guys read the book of Job? It's like one of those, those books that just makes you feel a little bit better about your life <laughs> as you read what's going on in his. Uh, but I think what's really unique about Job is that he had this perspective that was uh, unlike any other. And even in the midst of losing everything that he could ever uh, imagine losing in his life, he still had the perspective of, and he says this line in, in the passage, um, I think it's in chapter 9, he says, uh, who can tell the sun to rise? And I think what's cool about that perspective is he's he realizes that in the midst of his trials, that if the God who is making the sunrise every morning is still watching after him, and everything's going to be okay. And so he enters into this spirit of praise. Um, and I think it's cool with this song in particular um, that it, it talks about when we're in any season of life, uh, if we can come into the presence of God with a password of praise, uh, that we will find his spirit, we'll find his presence, we'll find his power in our life. And so uh, this song is called A Thousand More. Who can tell the sun to rise? Who can show the dawn its place? I could spend a thousand years And only start to know your ways Who can measure what you're worth? Who can fathom what you've done? 
I could write a thousand songs and never capture heaven's love. And oh, praise the Lord, the Holy One. And oh, praise the King of perfect love. A thousand times my soul will sing hallelujah, yet I will sing a thousand more. Who can heal the hardest heart? Who can hear the softest prayer? I could run a thousand miles And still I know you'd find me there You'd find me there And oh, praise the Lord, the Holy One And oh, praise the King of perfect love times my soul will sing hallelujah yet I will sing a thousand more and hallelujah Climb the highest heights, or I could fall to lowly states. I could live a thousand lives and never see the end of grace. And no. Praise the Lord, the Holy One. And oh, praise the King of perfect love. A thousand times my soul will sing hallelujah. Yet I will sing a thousand Oh my gosh, that moved mm. me. 
Very, very powerful stuff. Mark, thanks for talking with them, and thanks for sharing this podcast episode all about worship with our listeners. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. I was really honored to be able to sit down with them and pick their brains. Yeah, it was cool. Well, listen, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to download our mobile app where you can get the latest podcast episodes every time they come out. You can also share this episode with a friend and provide feedback or suggest other show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com. Complete show notes for this episode will be found on our website, 887thebridge.com. 